blues to make you feel good. All aboard for the Blues Station. Support for WERU comes from Penelope Shar, MD, integrative medicine practice in Bangor offering detoxification, intravenous vitamins, bioidentical hormone therapies, and more on the web at optionsinhealing.com or 217-8878. And you're listening to WERU 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor and streaming all over the place at WERU.org. It's 15 seconds before 10 o'clock. Coming up next is Healthy Options with Cynthia Swan. Stay tuned for that. It's about 9 degrees outside. We're shivering outside but not inside. Healthy Options is up next. Good morning. This is Cynthia Swan with Healthy Options, and today it's all about the thyroid. We're going to be talking about thyroid health, and my guest is Tanya Kibler. Tanya Kibler is a consultant pharmacist and director of women's health at Kennebec Pharmacy and Home Care. She specializes in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and saliva testing. As a matter of fact, Tanya Kibler um, educates physicians all over the state of Maine about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Now, for over 16 years, she has worked with both patients and practitioners to help educate them on the benefits of natural hormone replacement. Um, she's the director of Women's Health, consultant pharmacist at Kennebec Pharmacy and Home Care, and I'm going to give you a phone number should you want to call her as well as an email. And her phone number is 207 594 0888. Is that they've got to push five to get to you? Yeah, option Oper- five is option direct five line. Is your direct line. And then email is T Kibler, T K I B L E R at K P P R X dot com. Welcome, Tanya. I, I, I want listeners to know you were here years ago. We were just talking about that this morning before we started this. Remember we did a show, I, I think it was about five years ago. We did. It was a while ago. On bioidentical hormone replacement. So now we're talking about the thyroid. So I'm going to start. I'm going to dive in with a scenario for you. Okay. The patient goes to the primary care doctor. The primary care physician runs a TSH test. It comes back normal. And the doctor says to the patient, your thyroid is fine. And yet the patient says, hey, but, but doc, I'm, I'm losing my hair. I'm gaining weight. I'm always freezing. I'm tired and I'm depressed. And the doctor says, but your thyroid tests have come back normal. Right. And this happens quite a lot. It happens not just with thyroid, but with our sex hormones too, with estrogen and progesterone, testosterone, um, And it's very common, and the problem is that complete testing isn't being done. Uh, People may recognize that they do not feel well and associate it with a thyroid problem, but if the correct testing isn't done, a lot of people can go undiagnosed. So they can continue to have these problems even though only the TSH is run. All right, so let's dive in then. Mm -hmm. Why is the thyroid itself important? So the thyroid hormones are directly involved in the metabolic activity of all our cells. And because of that, they um, affect a wide variety of bodily processes. And some of those things could be um, regulating your heartbeat. It keeps Thyroid us, hormone regulates the heartbeat? Yes. Uh, it keeps us warm. It regulates your metabolism. 
uh, fertility and has um, have to do with your hair and nail growth, as well as regularity, things like bowels. So it, it overlaps with all those systems. Okay, so um, so if, if something, so what other, um, like what other factors can contribute then to problems with the thyroid or, or thyroid disorder? Right. So thyroid function can be affected by different interactions between the different thyroid hormones themselves or with other hormones such as cortisol or estrogen. Okay, so what is cortisol? What, what does that hormone do for people who don't know and then also estrogen? So cortisol uh, has to do with your adrenal function. So basically it's a stress hormone. And stress and cortisol levels can affect your thyroid as well as something like estrogen. And it's important to note that excess estrogen will bind up active thyroid hormones. So for something like perimenopause, which women tend to have either higher levels of estrogen or sufficient amounts of estrogen, they're considered to be estrogen dominant. And estrogen dominant was a coi- uh, a phrase that was coined, but really what estrogen dominance is, is a progesterone deficiency. Okay, so, so it's not like that they have too much estrogen, it's that they don't have enough progesterone, is that yes. what you're saying? Or they could have enough, they could have high estrogen levels, but what the real issue is, is a progesterone deficiency. And so a prolonged progesterone deficiency can lead to thyroid disorder because you have all this estrogen that is binding up thyroid hormones. Oh, wow. Okay. So during perimenopause, which, I mean, for me, I usually see women from, you know, mid-30s up until late menopause. And it's during mostly this perimenopausal time. Which is around menopause, in other words, right? That's right. what peri means. It's not. It's like kind of pre-menopausal right. as you're getting to stop right. the, the cycles. around menopause, which could last 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. And it's during this time that a lot of women are diagnosed with hypothyroidism. What so, about men? Do, do men, men can have hypothyroidism? Men can right? have it, but it's, it's, not as great as women. I don't remember the statistics, but women far outweigh men when it comes to hypothyroidism. And it probably does have something to do with this estrogen. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely during the time from, say, 35 on, women need to be testing the proper things, not just, um, you know, your estrogen and progesterone levels, but, you know, a complete thyroid panel, which I think we'll talk about. Well, let's, let's go there now. All right, so what does a complete thyroid panel look like? And when you go to your primary care and you, this happens sometimes, they say your TSH is fine, but you have all these other symptoms, what might the patient look into or what might they want to ask or, or what does a, a physician who does the whole panel ask? I, I don't want to, I'm putting you on the spot maybe because I know you're not a physician and you don't want to, we don't want physicians calling and <laughs> saying, hey. Um, but, but frequently that does happen where, the, you know, that this is what you're, you also educate physicians right. about. So most practitioners are taught that the gold standard for thyroid testing is TSH. Thyroid stimulating hormone. Thyroid stimulating hormone, which basically stimulates the production of your thyroid hormones that we're going to refer to as T4 and T3 hormones. And... That's the standard test that they measure. So they measure TSH, and it falls within a certain range. The problem is is that range varies, not 
just from lab to lab, but pretty um, wide range between labs. And they're starting to narrow down that range. And when they narrow down that range, more and more people are falling into this hypothyroid category. And it's estimated that about 12% of the population will have thyroid disease at some point in their lifetime. And also that as many as 60% of people uh, don't even realize that they have a thyroid disorder. And I think a lot of that comes with incomplete testing. So TSH may come back within a certain range, but maybe you feel better at a certain end of that range. Or maybe uh, your TSH comes back okay, which is you can have a low TSH, which would indicate that you wouldn't need thyroid medication. But if you measure your free T4 and free T3, free T3 levels, then those can come back low, which would indicate hypothyroidism. And for instance, I had a nurse practitioner come to me complaining of all the hypothyroid symptoms. The and hair, the coldness, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and we can go Dry through skin. those. We can go through those we'll symptoms about it. too. Okay. Um, but you know, she specifically asked her practitioner to please test this free level of hormones that so, weren't typically tested. So why do we want to test free T3 and free T4? We want to test those because that's the actual amount of thyroid hormone. It's like testing FSH. If you go in, say you tell your doctor you want. Oh, a female hormone panel. They'll test FSH, which is like TSH. It's a follicle stimulating hormone, which is very nonspecific. They could tell somebody, a woman who hasn't had a cycle in three years, yeah, you're in menopause. But that's something that they already knew. We want to look at the individual hormone levels. So just like wanting to know exactly where your testosterone levels lie, where your progesterone levels lie, you want to know where your thyroid levels lie. And so you test the individual hormones. So TSH, it is a piece of it, but it's not the only piece of it. So we need to get people to request a full, complete thyroid panel. So, so what is T4 and what is T3? So T4 is an inactive thyroid hormone. And T4 is what TSH stimulates. And T4 needs to be converted into T3. And uh, T3 is what is going to make someone feel good. That's going to be your dream when, if you have thyroid symptoms, to have active T3 hormone. Uh, that's what's going to make you feel great. But you are relying on, most of the time, T4 to convert into T3, and that doesn't always happen. So it's important to measure free T3 levels to see if that conversion is happening, and if not, then you can attack the problem and do something about it. So initially, you want to test TSH, free T4 levels, which is the inactive thyroid hormone level. And the reason we say free is... Free is the amount of hormone that your body has available to use. So it's not bound by proteins that can't be used. You want to measure the free levels. And I can't tell you how many times that a patient has requested from their doctor to measure these free levels and it's total T4 instead of free T4. Or I've even had people request the levels and the lab itself just test TSH. They say, we didn't test them because the TSH was fine. 
but it's important to be your own advocate, as you well know, mm -hmm. and to make sure that you're testing the proper things with thyroid. So TSH, free T4, which is your inactive thyroid hormone, free T3, which is the active thyroid hormone. And, and what's the and what's the difference then when you because you're making a distinction between free T3 and T3. What's the difference? Right. So free T3 is the amount that you're isn't bound by protein. So it's not under lock and key and can't be used. It's the amount of circulating hormone that your body has available in the, in to its use. blood in your blood. Right. Okay. So you want to be able to have to know what your levels are of of the free hormone. Mm -hmm. So you measure those three. There's a couple other things that could be included in a thyroid panel. And what might that look like? Um, one is called TPO. Uh, thyroid peroxidase. Yes. Yep. Uh, antibodies. And this thyroid peroxidase is an enzyme that's used to manufacture the thyroid hormones. And it's useful to detect things like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So it's where the body produces antibodies to attack the thyroid gland. So TPO will help validate something like Hashimoto's. And Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease. Yes. Like any autoimmune, it's the thyroid is being attacked by yes. your own cells. Yes, and it's very common. So it's something to help validate what's going on with the thyroid. Uh, and that's your TPO test. Yes, so we have TSH, free T4, free T3, TPO, and in some cases, reverse T3. And reverse T3 is basically the mirror image to T3. It's inactive, but by measuring it, you can determine if your body is converting T4 into reverse T3 instead of converting it into T3. To be used by the body. So reverse T3 isn't helpful. Well, I mean, wait, let me say this. So what's, what's needed by the body is the conversion of T3. So reverse is telling you that it's not being converted adequately if it's not within those normal right. ranges. Right. If you have too high levels mm -hmm. of reverse T3, then you're not getting the active T3 thyroid hormone that you need. And this usually only happens under cases of extreme stress where your body is not converting to T3. So it's going from T4 to reverse T3. And there are some natural ways to help reduce your body's production of reverse T3. So increasing selenium is one. And that's a mineral. Yes. And you take that on an empty stomach. I've read that you take it yeah. on an empty stomach. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I'm sure it's true if, if you read that. Well, <laughs> don't, don't believe everything I said. Check it out yourself. Well, you're very well read. Um, but, yes, selenium. And we can talk more about selenium when we get to kind of endocrine disruptors and different things like that. Uh, liver support is important. So things like milk thistle. Uh, Good herb for the liver. Yeah. Right. I'm sure you know a few more. Well, dandelion, but that's dandelion roots usually affiliated with the um, kidneys. But, um, mm -hmm. but I think that that also helps support liver in part. But, um yeah, M milk thistle is yeah. the, the number one yeah. I've always um, read. I, herb maybe an herbalist will call in later and give us some more. Right. Uh, <clears throat> reducing, of course, you know, alcohol, smoking, refined foods will help with that lowering the production of um, reverse T3. 
uh, adrenal support, again, which is really good as far as cortisol levels and reducing stress. Okay, so you brought that up. Let's talk about cortisol for a second. So those little adrenals are up, those glands are above your kidneys, and these pump out the cortisol. Yes. So why do we need, why not everybody, but why might some people need to have their cortisol level tested? Well, adrenal function uh, is getting a lot of... um, notoriety, especially now in the last few years. And it's all about stress and how stress can not only affect your life and your health, but it can alter your hormone levels. So if your adrenals aren't functioning properly, then nothing's going to function properly. So adrenals are key. And people who are under constant stress will be always running high levels of cortisol, which... uh, can affect a lot of different systems. Well, it's dangerous too because that's the, isn't that the belly fat? That's the well, belly fat. Everybody talks about high, like adrenal fatigue, people, whatever, they start getting that sagging fat or the big belly, the metabolic syndrome stuff. Right. And you need to get a hang of your, you know, hold of the adrenal part of it. And if you don't, your your body can essentially be producing so much cortisol that it ends up bottoming out. And that's adrenal fatigue Mm. is when you're constantly running on high levels of cortisol and it bottoms out. And there's so much to adrenal fatigue and cortisol levels. It could be its own whole show. But it is important to, I mean, if anything comes out of this, to get whole complete testing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're talking about thyroid today, but you can't forget about cortisol levels. And cortisol you really need to test more than once a day to get a complete picture because your levels are supposed to be at a certain place in the morning a certain place in the afternoon the evening and at bedtime and so it gives you a more complete picture when you test through like a 24 hour or something I, i think theoretically they're higher in the morning if I'm remembering correctly, and then they fluctuate or whatever. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, and there's a whole rhythm that is supposed to follow, and all that testing um, is easy enough to get done, but it's important to let people know that it is available to them. So did we miss any other um, tests that might be significant? I wanted to say something else about the reverse T3, about lowering it. Mm -hmm. If... Now, reverse T3 is kind of controversial in the conventional world, and... It's, it's referred to as Wilson syndrome. And so if your body is not converting T4 into T3 and only producing reverse T3, the idea as far as medication goes is to take T3 only and not T4. So that's another important thing as far as lowering reverse T3. But again, I think the really big ones for people to recognize or TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, and free T4, which is the inactive thyroid hormone, free T3 to see if it's converting and where your levels are, mm-hmm. and then maybe TPO to test for the antibodies for Hashimoto's. And if people are still having problems and not feeling well with their thyroid, uh, reverse T3 is that other option that's not well known out there. Mm-hmm. And Hashimoto's is, I, I think, a form of hypothyroidism, even though it can present sometimes as hyper. And then it goes into hypo, everything bottoms out. If you've just joined us, I'm Cynthia Swan. You're listening to Healthy Options. And my guest today is Tanya Kibler, consultant pharmacist and director of women's health at Kennebec Pharmacy and Home Health. And if you want to call Tanya during her business hours, 207-594-0888, option 5 on your phone, or you could email her at tkibler, T-K-I-B-L-E-R, 
at kpprx.com. You're listening to 89.9 FM in Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor and streaming all over the place on weru.org. Well, let's continue this conversation. Um, What are the signs and symptoms of a thyroid challenge, problem, issue, disease? I think most people associate it with weight gain. Um, So weight gain is one of those uh, signs and symptoms that's very common or inability to lose weight when you're doing all the right things as far as diet and exercise. In other words, you're not eating sugar. You are um, and and processed foods. You're eating a whole food diet and you're exercising and, you know, at least walking or whatever. And you're still increasing your weight. And you know what you're doing and you know you're doing it right. And, you know, maybe... You know, somebody else would say, well, they must be cheating on their diet. I know, they must not and be you doing... hear this over yeah. and over. This mm-hmm. is my my sympathy for the thyroid sufferers because they're really, then they start getting themselves into trying to starve themselves, and they're, and they're still putting on weight. Right. And, you know, depression is another symptom of thyroid disorder. And so weight gain toppled with depression and, you know, other other symptoms would be things like cold hands and feet, you know, extremities, cold intolerance. Can't thermoregulate, right? They just, they can always feel cold themselves though too. Right. And remember that's one of the functions of thyroid. So, Mm. um, people will be the one person in the room that's cold when everyone else is comfortable Mm -hmm. Uh, or you shake someone's hand, you feel how cold it is, right? Yeah. Um, low energy, always feeling tired, fatigue. And of course, you know, a lot of these symptoms, like we're saying throughout this show, they mimic other hormonal issues as well. So, but anyway, being tired is one of them. With hypothyroidism, it's constipation would be a Trouble symptom, moving your bowels? Right. Then. Okay. You know, hyper would be the opposite. That would be more like loose bowels. But with hypo, it's constipation, dry skin, brittle nails that break and crack and tear in the middle. Hair loss is a big one. Um you know, testosterone, progesterone, those play a role in hair loss too. So again, it's important to test everything. So when you say those play, a, I, I just want to segue here. If if one is lacking testosterone or progesterone, they can have hair loss as well? Yes. Okay. Or, you know, and some people, maybe they're already supplementing with testosterone and too high levels can cause hair loss. But thyroid is a big one for hair loss. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden you see just clumps of it increasing day after day. Um, insomnia is another one. I mean, how many people have problems sleeping? And how Tons. many? Yeah. Tons. And it's like depression. How many people not just have problems sleeping, but complain about depression or, or just not feeling, feeling down? It might yeah. not be clinical, quote unquote, right. depression, but where they're feeling, yeah, sad. Right. Something's just... not right. They're not themselves. They don't feel good. And instead of masking it, trying to do the Band-Aid with something like SSRIs, which I'm not saying... Okay, what, what, explain oh, what that is. So SSRIs are medications um, that are out there, serotonin um, inhibitors. And so SSRIs are given things like Prozac, Celexa. I'm sorry, I don't work in conventional pharmacy, really, so um, I don't know a lot of the brand names, but um, But Zoloft, everybody's familiar with Prozac and Zoloft. Right, Paxil, all of these are SSRIs, and there's newer ones like Sopro. 
And they help with depression. Right. Um, And they definitely come with their own side effects. And people, I noticed that, you know, 10 years ago when people were given these drugs, um, they didn't realize how difficult it would be to get off of this type of medication. So now this medication Mm -hmm. is slowly being weaned if people want to get off it, whereas before you could just stop it. But it really can have a hold on someone. And, you know, just like with testosterone. Testosterone is directly, low levels are directly linked to depression. And same thing with thyroid hormones. So, you know, what we like to talk about, you and I, you know, when we visit with each other is maybe look at something that treats the real issue. So something like thyroid with insomnia or depression is definitely a first line that should be looked at as well as your other hormone levels. Uh, menstrual irregularities or something else. A lot of women mm-hmm. with uh, thyroid problems may not have regular periods, low libido, infertility is a big one, especially in younger women. There could be a thyroid issue going on. Uh, so where they can't conceive because right, of low thyroid right. hormone levels. Mm-hmm. And um, foggy thinking. And women who, uh, they tend to, you know, look fuller, puffy, they lose the outer third of their eyebrows. You can see that quite often, Mm -hmm. very thin or non-existent. Um, You can even have your tongue essentially is bigger. It thickens. Right. And so you can tell by if you stick out your tongue, you have indentions, like from your teeth, you can see the indentations in your tongue. And that's just, you know, something else that, you know, thyroid people can notice. Um, but again, it's important to test everything because a lot of these symptoms are very similar to other hormone issues. So you want to have the whole package. So, um, all right. So we talked about this in that first scenario I gave you earlier where some physicians only test, um, TSH and that's it. So let's say, um, we have somebody who's listening and they go to their physician and their physician says, look, hey, it's something else. Or I'm, I think, you know, perhaps you need an SSRI. I mean, that, that's not an uncommon scenario mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, I've, I've had friends who come to me and say, well, you know, my doctor said it's that time in my life and I'm mm-hmm. just getting depressed and I need to be put on an SSRI. So, um, well, let me ask, what do you think of that? Well, you know what I think of that. <laughs> I do, but I want you to say it on the air. <laughs> right. Well, I think, you know, these tests need to be more frontline, and that's part of the education piece that I like to promote. You know, people go in. If if you're going in for your well-woman visit, you should have your hormone levels tested and in the complete and proper way. And it's it's not getting done, and I think people do need to be their own advocates um, which is fine, but I'm really grateful for the opportunity that you've given to help promote this type of um, awareness. Well, Healthy Options is all about options, and so that that people have choices, and that's part of the Integrative Medicine Show offering. So thank you for being here. So, all right, well, let's say they can't get that from from their primary care. Where else can they get it? Because this is part of your role, and then there are um, other groups that offer this. Right. So my role at Kennebec Pharmacy and Home Care is primarily with women's health. So uh, women will come in on their own for a private consultation. We would go over their history, their family history, uh, do saliva testing, 
uh, look at their hormone levels. With thyroid, it has to be through blood. Uh, if they come to me or if they're referred by their physician to me, we could do saliva testing for things like their sex hormones, the estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone. Uh, cortisol is something good through saliva because you can do it at home. You wouldn't have to get up and do blood tests and run to a lab. go to a lab You know, all day long. Um, they We have blood spot kits, which are good for thyroid. Thyroid needs to be measured through. And uh, you can do that complete panel um, of the TSH, free T3, free T4, TPO, in these blood spot kits, which basically is just like the saliva test kits. They're a kit that you take home, you do in the convenience of your own house. How do you, how do you use it? I know, this is the first I've heard the about blood a blood spot. spot. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, dried blood, so you go home, you have your kit, you fill out the paperwork for the lab. I work with ZRT Lab, mm-hmm. but there's other ones out there. Mm-hmm. And you prick your finger with the little lancet that they provide, and you just drop uh, blood onto a targeted piece of paper, mm-hmm. and it dries overnight, and then you just mail it off. They give you a prepaid uh, UPS secondary envelope goes to the lab and the results will come back if you get it through me they come back to me and at that point I work with your practitioner part of a triad you know patient pharmacist physician to get you the best possible care and outcome so mm-hmm. whether it's thyroid or you know bioidentical hormones um, that's my role at Kenemec pharmacy there's other ways to uh, there's you know, dried urine tests that you can get, 24-hour urine collection for hormones, um, things like, uh, you know, uh, mercury levels, tested iodine, bromine, you can do through urine. Right. You, the Yeah, um, right, because that that's the preferred way to test for things like mercury, lead, cadmium right. in, your, in your blood right. and in your body is through and the urine. And sometimes these tests are far cheaper than if you were to go. I work with all kinds of practitioners and people, and I, you know, if you have uh, good insurance and it's easier for you to do blood work, then by all means, go to the lab, do blood work. You just want to be specific, like we said, about exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, specifically it was said what needs to be tested and it doesn't actually come back that way. And then you're paying for that test. And then mm-hmm. you're paying to redo the test because it wasn't put in right. Or, But, you know, a lot of times these type of tests can be far more economical for someone. And Well, let's talk money. Let's talk money because I think some of the listeners out there, this is what stops people sometimes is they're thinking, uh, I don't have good enough insurance or this or that, and this is going to cost me a fortune. What does it cost? What does it cost to do these? Give right. us at least a ballpark. Well, like if you... Blood de- spot kits. How much are those? Well, it always depends what you test. So, for example, with the saliva test kit, most people test between two to four hormones. So that price range would be between 85 and $135. Um, okay. So that compared to if you were to go to your physician, get the blood test orders... Some people are coming back with eight, nine hundred dollar bills for blood you know, testing. Blood testing, yes. And if you have good insurance, it's a perfectly acceptable way to get your blood test done. You know, make sure they get done with the proper things, and you're all good. But it's a really good option for a lot of people because the testing can get ridiculously expensive, and something like saliva testing or blood spot can be 
way more economical. Same thing with a blood spot. I mean, it depends what you have tested, but I would say the price range would be between, you know, $100 and $240. And there's other organizations too, like, for example, Life Extensions. LEF.org. Yeah. And um, I know that you have had... I, I have personally. Yeah. Yep. I have personally used Life Extensions, and um, what would cost me twenty five hundred in a lab cost me right. three hundred dollars to and do have, it on my own. Right, and they have sales that go on. So, you know, even I mean, you can get great values if they have a sale going on. You can get a complete blood workup for say three hundred dollars, and you're getting your thyroid panel. You're getting your hormone levels tested. You're getting, say, your, you know, cardiac profile. Yeah, they have tested. a whole variety of things. Right. And I think they can make it less expensive because they're all over the country. I right. mean, all over the United States. So that that's another option, right. lef.org. If you're just joining us, my guest today is Tanya Kibler, consultant, pharmacist, and director of women's health at Kennebec Pharmacy and Home Healthcare. Tanya can be reached at 207-594-0888, option 5, or T. Kibler, K-I-B-L-E-R, at kpprx.org. You're listening to WERU's Healthy Options. I'm Cynthia Swan, and you're listening either at 89.9 FM in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, or streaming at WERU.org. We're going to take a little brief break here, and then we'll be back, and we'll also be opening up our lines to questions. So please stay tuned. Thanks. Welcome back, Cynthia Swan for Healthy Options. And during that little brief hiatus here, Tanya said, I wanted to talk about this, so I'm going to give the microphone back. What did you want to talk about that? I forgot to mention that on our website, which is uh, www.kennebecpharmacy.com, there is a blog with a lot of what we're talking about written out. So if people want to, you know, sit down, read through it, thyroid can be complicated. It can be a lot of T3, T4, T that. And you can go through, you can read about the testing. It's all written out for you on the blog, on the website. And the other thing about the website is we have a provider network, which is a group of providers that have been trained by seminars with our medical director and myself through seminars. So they're fully trained on bioidentical hormones, thyroid always fits in there, cortisol fits in there. And these providers are listed on our website. And they're throughout the state of Maine? Yes, yeah. We're expanding. We're trying to get people in all different areas, but it goes from up near Waterville, Augusta, and, of course, down through Midcoast area. And want to give that um, website again? Yeah, it's kennebecpharmacy.com. Okay. So I want to dive into the next question because um, I want to talk about iodine. I want you to talk about iodine. 
So iodine's really important for thyroid function, and thyroid cells are the only cells that can absorb iodine. So iodine's key to production. And T4 is converted to T3, which is the active form again, by removing an iodine atom. So T4 means that it has four iodine atoms on it, and it drops the iodine atom, it becomes T3, which has three iodine atoms. So iodine is absolutely key to thyroid function. And, you know, iodine is also, iodine deficiency is also associated with uh, cancers, and in particular, breast cancer. So proper levels of iodine are important as well and supplementation, whether that is through diet or through actual supplements themselves. And you and I were talking, too, about different... Yeah, I'm fascinated by this subject of iodine. I'm fascinated by it because more and more people are not eating salt right? because they're told to be on low-salt diets. And also, Mm -hmm. Dr. David Brownstein, a holistic medical doctor out of, I can't remember if it's out of Michigan or Cleveland, Ohio, but he's out of the Midwest, has written extensively about iodine and about salt intakes. And he's a real advocate for iodine supplementation. And he he actually disses the iodized salt. He said you should be eating something like Redmond sea salt or um, Celtic, the quality Celtic salts to really get the trace minerals. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so we, we've talked about that briefly. But but what what is your take on well, beyond that? I mean, there's such a there, there's such different amounts of iodine that are recommended. I mean, you go by the recommended daily allowance, and it's tiny. It's you know like 150 micrograms a day for an adult. But to actually get the breast protection, you need something more like. 3,000 to 6,000 micrograms a day. And in that case, it could be a little more difficult in diet to get that amount of iodine. I know that kelp is the top as far as, you know, seaweeds go. And um, and then it goes down. And nori actually doesn't have as much. But kelp is one of the big ones for iodine. And then it's found in different things like fish, of course, the iodized salt, which a lot of people are told not to eat. And so they're turning to different salts that aren't iodized. Uh, Some dairy has it, yogurt, um, some meat like turkey, strawberries have a teeny amount. But then you have different supplements. So you can get uh, iodine drops, which have a certain amount per drop, depending on which brand you get. You can even get a high-potency iodine supplement, which would take you up to more like the 12,000 microgram... um, Dosing. Now, yeah, and I, you know, I was reading the Japanese women take, I mean, they take in a lot of iodine. And they they say their incidence of breast cancer is actually quite low. Right. And, you know, it's like with a lot of things that, you know, if just because, say, iron deficiency is associated with breast cancer, association doesn't prove causation. Yes, correlation doesn't prove right causation. You know, low testosterone, you know, or high testosterone levels don't cause prostate, even if they're associated with it. Um, But definitely there's something there. There's a link there. Right, there's something to it. And at least as far as a healthy thyroid goes, it's pretty evident that, you know, you need to have enough iodine to support your thyroid because it's it's the it's kind of like feeding your thyroid then right 
because it's what it needs to. And it may not be, you know, the answer. I don't necessarily think that you can just eat a bunch of kelp and you're always going to have a healthy thyroid. You know, there are times when medication needs to factor in, and I truly believe in, you know, the correct hormone replacement mm-hmm. uh, to keep our body systems healthy and vibrant. And and when our hormone levels are at optimal ranges is when we are healthy and when we feel good. So I think iodine is very, very supportive and important for thyroid health. Do you do you have a, a personal best source? We, uh, we st- uh, do biotics research at Kennebec Pharmacy. Uh, supplements. So we do have a couple different Offerings forms here. of iodine there that people can come in and get. I'm going to open the line to uh, callers. Um, if you want to join in on the conversation, we've still got plenty more to talk about, but please feel free to call us with a question or a comment uh, for Tanya. And if you do want to call us, our um, toll free is one 625 9378. I'll give that again. 1 625 WERU. And we're happy to take a phone call. Our studio phone is 469 0500. I'll give that again. 469 0500. So please call us. Join in on this important conversation about um, thyroid health. And I see John back there, and I can see the light going, so I think we might have a a caller on the line. But um, So as we keep going here, um, I I know that Brownstein in his – okay, we're going to interview. This is Tammy from Franklin. Yes, hi. Hi, Tammy. Welcome. What's your comment or question? Uh, Well, I've had a lifelong struggle with these issues, and and I'm just coming – I'm just getting all of – all of my testing done and everything. I, I am actually scheduled for a, for an ex, pretty extensive uh, cortisol test. Mm. Um, I've been seeing an endocrinologist in uh, Bangor, mm-hmm. and um, she she ordered a uh, baseline ACTH and cortisol. Uh, something I have to go into the hospital for uh, to do it during for an IV through an IV. Wow. Okay. Um, I um. I've had um, polycystic ovarian disease all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, had uh, gastric bypass in 2003, which is probably not the greatest thing come to find out. Well, um, don't don't <laughs> don't diss yourself. What's done is done. <laughs> yeah, we go from where we're at. Um, I had uh, thyroid cancer four months ago, which and my thyroid is completely removed. Mm-hmm. Um, I now have uh, I'm having major problems with 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 regulating my hormones and my uh, I have all the symptoms of hypothyroidism mm-hmm. um I didn't in other words I'm having serious problems yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, probably not something we can handle air but no my question was um is there someone um uh, Tanya in your in your uh position that is local to Hancock County uh are, are in the Ellsworth good area? question do you know on your site that somebody who could work with her endocrinologist up in Hancock, that's Ellsworth, neck of the woods? Uh, I don't believe so, but I, I can give you a name if I verify first with that practitioner. Okay. Uh, the person hasn't actually been trained through our program, um, but sometimes it's important to have somebody who's simply open to learning, too, as a practitioner. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other thing is, too, is, 
you know, is it worth it to you to travel maybe an hour for someone who... But feeling as Tammy does right now, that might be a Yeah, burden, I, I, right? my, my endocrinologist is in Bangor. Right, so. right. That's a burden. Well, I, I think... Um, I think probably the best option, I'm going to give you Tanya's phone number, and can she talk to you, and Absolutely, you can link yeah. her up? Let's do it that oh, yeah, way. I've, got, I've already got it written. Okay. <laughs> and the other thing, too, uh, Tammy, is that with your PCOS, it's really important that you're using a natural progesterone. Yes. And yes. so I just wanted to make sure that... that a natural were... progesterone. I do need to write that down. And I can send you some information on PCOS. I did a blog, but it's not on the blog on the website because it was sent just to the practitioners uh, in our provider network. But I can send you that information just to make sure okay. that you, you know, have checked everything off of there as far as the PCOS goes. Okay, great. That that would be awesome. Okay. Um, I I will contact you and uh, we'll take care of that. Okay, great. Good luck. Good luck to you. And keep going. Don't Thanks stop so till you get healing. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. And our next caller is Catherine. Catherine um, from We Hamlet. Um, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't get that right. Um, but welcome. And um, thank you, uh, Tanya. I'd like to talk to you, and hopefully, hopefully, I can articulate my concerns. Mm -hmm. um, are you aware of the ongoing um, bathing of our planet, coming from the uh, four meltdowns in Japan, still that have melted down and are not are not stopping are you aware of that i'm not well i guess if you're watching the mainstream news on television you, you aren't aware of it because it's being very kept very quiet but um yes the the the, the in, back in japan in 2011 march 11 to be exact almost five years ago um it happened and the meltdowns have not stopped and if you remember when that did happen, the tsunami hit and the earthquake hit. Um, the governments all over the world were saying, take, take iodine, you know, to protect your thyroid. Um, and then, then it was mm. off the news. But I suggest that you look into that because this is very severe. They are not being stopped. Um, the world is in denial. I'm not being some kind of conspiracy theorist. I mean, I've been studying this for the last five years, and I know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure quite a few people that are listening to this now also know what I'm talking about. So we are under amazing attack right now. And, you now. know, Sydney, this might be a good time, too, to segue into, you know, environmental exposures that affect thyroid hormone. Right. You're talking about that tsunami and what happened in Japan. That's what you're referring to and how it's brought over all of that through the oceans. The um, and and the snow and the rain yeah. and the air. And we've had 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what, mercury in our uh, lakes. We, there's tons of environmental issues. And No, but this radiation is really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <clears throat> and I, let, me just, let me just finish, and then I'll get off and then, you know, listen to you. There are citizen scientists all over this country now that are going online. They're only, they can only get the beta and the gamma, the, 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 the equipment needed to get all the other thousands of isotopes being created is impossible to even manufacture at this point. Um, but in Portland, Maine, normal background radiation is 5 to 20. That means radon, sun, whatever, just normal. It is up to now about 1,500 counts per minute. That's it, counts per minute. It's like a white noise almost. So, uh, Tanya, 
you you sound like you really care and you're really looking into a lot of things that affect our health and can help our health. But please look into this because we're going to get a lot of sickness very soon. I will. Okay. And I'm, I really I'm gonna appreciate you calling. Sweetie, I'm going to get off and listen because I have to, you know, okay. just a second. Thanks. Thank you for your call. So, Tanya, she brings up a good point. We talked about this uh, earlier with the environmental toxins, um, bromine, um, in brominated, uh, brominated flour, bromine in um, hot tubs, chlorine in pools, fluoride in our water, which is supposed to help um, against cavities, um, as well as um, the toxic waste that's dumped into our air. I mean, this is an issue that many are reading about and are really concerned about as our caller. And all of these substances disrupt the thyroid receptor mm-hmm. sites for iodine. And... Um, and and are sometimes also called endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. So they're messing with our whole endocrine system. So what Right. So we had spoken about selenium and how important it is as far as thyroid function all you know goes as well as iodine. And of course that's found in like Brazil nuts, seafood, um yes, eggs. You know, excess amounts can lead to toxicity, but there are different environmental factors that can uh, affect the thyroid and selenium itself. So things like exposure to bromine, which you listed them, bromine actually competes for iodine, for tyrosine, and it impedes the thyroid hormone synthesis. So when you have this exposure to bromine, it definitely can affect your thyroid. And things like arsenic and mercury can do the same thing. So arsenic, you know, maybe it's in well water or some of our foods. That's an environmental toxin affecting many body system, and that also competes with selenium. And you can get these profiles done as well to test for these, you know. Within your own body. Right, toxins, and see where your levels are. Uh, Mercury is another one. That's highly toxic, uh, heavy metal coming from occupational exposures, you know, that an amalgams, dental amalgams, mm-hmm. and vaccinations. That's another hot, hot, to- hot you know, topic. Hot topic. I know. It's a very heated issue right now. Um, and aside from being toxic, it also com- competes for selenium. So there's cadmium. That's another very toxic heavy metal found in things like battery production, uh, tobacco leaves from the soil, and that can accumulate in the thyroid as well. And, of course, endocrine disruptors like BPA, dioxin. All right, so now you mentioned it, BPA. What is that? Plastics, right? Right. The biophenols. So, yeah, so those, exactly. So we have, you know, I've I've had other people on the show, and they've said we live in a toxic world, and and we do, um, but the human body is resilient. Right, and you need to just do your best to be aware of them, I think, and avoid certain things like cooking in plastics or, you know, little things like um, canned foods lined with BPA or the thermal receipts that you get and making sure you get the iodine that you need to support your thyroid or removing old paint from your house because all of these things can definitely affect your thyroid and you can get them tested to see, you know, if you have toxic levels in your body. Exactly. If we're nearing toward the end, and my guest today on Healthy Options is Tanya Kibler, a pharmacist, consultant, and director of women's health at Kennebec Pharmacy and Home Care. If you want to call in in the remaining minutes, we might be able to uh, have another question 
469-0500 is our studio number. Again, it's 469-0500 if you want to join the conversation about the thyroid. You know, what exactly, sometimes people listening, I think, make the assumption people know what bioidentical hormones are. What are bioidentical hormones? So the reason they're called bioidentical hormones is because it's supplementing with hormones that are identical to what your body produces. So instead of using a synthetic hormone, uh, say a commercial product from a pharmaceutical company that is nothing like what your body produces, in of course, it's going to have very different actions in our body than something that your body produces. You're supplementing with a hormone that is identical underneath the microscope, identical to what your body produces. And our hormones affect so many things in our body, right down to the cellular level. So estrogen just isn't about hot flashes and dry skin and wrinkles. It is right down to the cellular level, you know, keeping your arteries and veins elastic and... Mm. Um, you know, by properly supplementing with the right hormones, you can have a wealth full of, you know, positive benefits on your body. So from lowering LDL, lowering C-reactive protein. Okay, uh, LDL. So your bad cholesterol. Um, C-reactive protein. C-reactive protein will help. Having those levels low will help prevent cardiovascular events in the future. And Helps your heart. Right, and your bones preventing osteoporosis, and um, there was a study published in JAMA over 12 years ago about estrogen and women taking it. We have, Tanya, we've got your brother calling in. Oh. Well, welcome. (laughs) You're on the air. Hi, Tanya. Hi, how are you? Good. I saw your post on Facebook, and I figured I'd call in and listen. Just wanted to say I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> we we love to hear a fan. Thanks for calling in. My brother's a... Yeah, no problem. I'm about 150 miles offshore in Mexico right now working on oil rig. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he does some dangerous stuff, but he's he's out there working. He's a great guy. That is great. Glad to have you on the air. Glad you called in and said hello. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Love you, Donna. Thanks. Love you, too. Oh, I love it. That was sweet. <laughs> it was. Um, looks like I have um, a question here. Okay, Thi- I have a question that just came in that Susan brought in. Thi- someone's thyro- thyroid was removed due to cancer. They take pharmaceuticals on a daily basis. Is there a natural, and I'm assuming they're meaning bioidentical substitute, because you just said that it's... Right. Is there, can they do that? So when I talk about the bioidenticals, it's really referring to the estrogens, progesterones, testosterones. Uh, which are really important, and we were talking about the health benefits of it. Uh, For thyroid, yes, typically it's synthetic thyroid, but there are more natural thyroids. And, you know, most people are given – do we have time for this? Yeah, I want you to – this is important. So most people are given as a standard line of therapy synthroid, which is the same as levothyroxine, and that is just T4 hormone. And again, remember – T4 hormone is the inactive thyroid hormone. So you are depending on it to convert over into T3, the active thyroid hormone that is going to make you feel so much better. And I don't necessarily think that that's the best way. So there are products that you can get that contain both T4 and T3 hormones. So commercially, a lot of them are um, desiccated thyroid. So say from... 
porcine thyroid, which are much more, you know, and I say in quotes, like bioidentical than the synthetic hormones. But at least you're combining both T3 and T4 hormones. So products like Armor Thyroid, Westroid is a good product, Nature Throid is a good product, and those contain both the T3 and T4. You can also get them compounded, which means, you know, like the bioidenticals, they're made in a compounding lab by specialized pharmacists and technicians. And these are, um, these can be made, the reason thyroid is good compounded is because it can be made into an extended release form, which isn't commercially available. And so T3 itself has a really short half-life. So by one in the afternoon, two in the afternoon, your dose from the morning is gone. And that's when that big slump comes. And so T3 itself really needs to be taken twice daily because of that short half-life. If you get your thyroid compounded, you can extend it. So you would just take it, say, once a day in extended release form. But other than that, um, I think one of the important things to remember is that the standard line of therapy is T4 thyroid only, relying on it to convert to T3 when there are other options out there that have both the thyroids. So if there are these other options out there, why aren't doctors and pharmacists recommending them? Because if someone has trouble with the conversion and they're getting T4, it's not... Right, it's, it's putting gas in the tank, but it's not going to the engine. Right. Not for everyone. I mean, there are people that will convert T4 into T3, and they feel fine on levothyroxine. Um, but there is a huge population that are not getting what they need out of their thyroid, not getting the relief. And they need both that T3 and T4. Mm-hmm. And it's like anything else. It's just like with the sex hormones or bioidentical hormones. It's about getting the word out, educating you know the public, the providers on the different options, healthy options that are out there. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so someone who has the full thyroid removed, you're, as I understand it, I don't want to, I'm putting words in your mouth now. You're saying they could use these other products. Oh, absolutely. Um, But again, it goes back to the testing, you know, where are your levels? Make sure you get that free T4 level, that free T3 level get those tested to see where you fall. And if you need to add T3 to your regimen, then do it. Get it done. Well, we have exactly one minute. John has given me the one-minute sign there, uh, our our wonderful engineer here. So in one minute, I mean, is there anything we haven't said or any parting words that you want people to know about? I guess my big thing is, you know, education, of course. And I really want people to make sure that they know that hormones and balancing your hormones, keeping them at optimal levels is really the healthiest thing that you could do for yourself. You know, if you need help getting these hormones tested, if you want help educating your practitioner, working with your practitioner, I'm certainly willing to do that with any of the listeners. Um... You know, even just sitting down and talking to you about it. But the important thing is balancing your hormones with the right hormones. And it's especially important for thyroid health getting the right testing done. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks for uh, being on the program. And again, my guest, Tanya Kibler, consultant pharmacist and director of women's health at Kennebec Pharmacy and Home Care. And you can contact her at 207 594 
888 option five or email t kibler k-i-b-l-e-r at k-p-p-r-x.com thanks to john greenman for engineering the show i'm cynthia swan thanks for listening Support for WERU comes from Susan Bakley and Chris Marshall at the 13th Moon Center in Montville, offering shamanic healing, art from the heart, through art, therapy, and classes since 1985. More information is available at 13thmooncenter.net, all spelled out, or 589-3063. Did you miss Awanajo Almanac last week, or maybe that report on an important local issue that aired while you were busy? Did you know that you can listen to our locally produced news and public affairs programs and our short features whenever it's convenient for you by going to the WERU archives? Just go to weru.org and click on the public affairs audio archives link. There you can explore locally produced news, public affairs, and short features dating back to 2006 and updated weekly. Use the search box to find the topic you're looking for or scroll down and search by date or show name. The WERU Public Affairs Audio Archives, just another way we work to keep the community informed, made possible with your support here at WERU-FM. Support for WERU.